Welcome to That Anita Live, the talk show dedicated to providing emotional healing through sharing to help you create a happier life. I'm Anita, your host, and this week, DC's love doctor is in the building. <laughs> Dr. Roz is an award-winning psychologist with over 10 years of experience in providing psychological services to children, families, and couples. She's earned a BA in psychology from Fisk, go Bulldogs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and completed a doctoral degree in clinical psychology from Agassi University. Why did I call her the love doctor, you ask? <laughs> well, Dr. Roz believes that everyone deserves healthy relationships, and she's on a mission to help everybody who wants one have one. Welcome, Dr. Rosalind Aker Black to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I feel special for having Aww, you. Oh, thank here. you. Dr. Ross in the building. Thank you. Now, thank Dr. Ross, the divorce rate is almost 70%. It is. Yet, everybody says they want to be in a relationship, they want to find love. Yes. Why do they fight so hard to get out of something they say they want so bad? Well, the truth of the matter is that most people don't know how to have relationships. They aren't taught how to have relationships. So, and I tell people, you need to understand your relationship personality. And people look at me like, what is that? And so it's, it's this idea um, from the psychological world, basically, mm -hmm. about attachment, um, uh, attachment therapy, basically. And what that means is, how did you come into this world learning how to have relationships? And so most of us learned how to have relationships from our parents. They're the first people who showed us what caring, trusting, honesty yeah. looks like. So if you had a very secure relationship with your parents, it's very hard to be in a relationship where you don't have that. If you had a very neglectful relationship, then it's very hard to trust other people. Mm -hmm. If your parents were neglectful, then it's very hard to trust that somebody else is gonna be there for you. Okay. So sometimes we get into these relationships and you know it, we're attracted by beauty and aesthetics and mm. handsomeness mm. and you know they have it all in the right places mm -hmm. and then the personality works and then if they go to church it's like it's a blessing <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know we get into these situations where we start looking at the surface of people and that's the memory that we want to have about them rather than really figuring out who they are but the longer that you're with someone the more time you're gonna see their true colors. And so it's very hard to move past who you think they are yeah. and who yeah. they truly are. Um, and so people get into these relationships, they, they fall hard, they love hard, and then they're like, oh my God, what did I just do to my life? Yeah. <laughs> which, which it's, I, you know, I tell people all the time, marriage is beautiful, but it's beautiful with the right person. And what I mean by that is that everybody can have a healthy relationship if you understand how you need to be loved. And so when you are not aware mm -hmm. of what you need to feel love, and if that does not align with your partner, then it's gonna always be a contentious relationship. And so I always tell people to get to know yourself okay. first. Do some introspection, figure out who you are. And that means having a real truth, honest moment with yourself about how did my parents treat me? What did I see? Am I doing those things in my relationship? And I'm not saying this to like blame parents. I'm not, 
I, I don't want anyone to take that away from here. I'm not saying that because we all come into this world trying to figure out this love right. thing. And, and parents do the best that they can. Mm -hmm. But I always tell people that I couldn't be in the business of psychology if people weren't, if, if I didn't believe that people could change. Right. So the more aware okay. you are of how you participate in your relationship, the better off you can make your relationship. And so I always tell people to get really honest about what you desire, what you need, what makes you happy, what doesn't make you happy, mm. and stop depending on the other person to make you happy, because that's not their job. Mm. It's your job. Tweet to, that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not Tweet your job. It's, it's not your partner's job to make you happy. Your partner is just there as a courtesy of your own happiness, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so it's up to you to know what truly makes you happy. And that's a daily choice. So sometimes people get into a relationship and they're unhappy with themselves, but it appears that they're unhappy in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so they start blaming the relationship rather than looking at their own situations, their own demons, I don't want to mm -hmm. say demons, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. their own things that may be holding them back. It's a daily choice to be happy. It is a daily choice. And most people don't want to do that because we get very comfortable functioning in what we feel like what we need to function as. Mm -hmm. This is who I am, accept me as I am. You've met people like that, yes, right? Yes. And I always tell people when someone says accept me as I am, yes, that's great, accept them for who they are, but who you are can always be improved. And so if you're not in a space of believing that you can improve and that you can be a better version of yourself, then you're going to have issues in your relationship because that means that you don't want to grow. And most people will not be in a relationship that's not growing. Yes. So I, that's, that's why people are fighting to get out the relationship <laughs> because they're just like, who is this person? They were very nice, they were very lovely. He was very caring, he cared about me. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden this new man or this new woman showed up right. and I have no idea who this person is. And so people are very confused because they didn't do the groundwork. You gotta do the foundational work. You have to, it's imperative. Then because the divorce rate is so high, people are continuing to date into their senior years. Mm -hmm. Now, grandma, nana, <laughs> granny used to be the one that rocked the cradle, birthed the baby, but and they're at the bingo. <laughs> <laughs> they're at bingo and at the club. <laughs> what, what, what brought this on? How, how, how have we evolved as a society into uh, Big Mama having swag? Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is this? I love it. <laughs> Well, you know, here's the thing. We need others to survive. We need social support to survive. And so if you are out here and you still look good and have it going on and can still capture, you could be a cougar or catch you older too. Okay, okay. And somebody still finds you attractive, go for it. You know, so I'm, I'm happy to now see that people are not limiting themselves on when they can find love. I've met so many women who their first marriage was when they were 50, yeah. going to 60. And so just think if they had stopped at like 40 saying, I'm done with dating, I'm done with this craziness, they never would have found the love of their lives. So it's a great thing, but it is very odd because you do expect granny to be at home with the kids or I, babysitting. I, I gotta tell you, my favorite <laughs> Nana is uh -huh. Marjorie Harvey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Auntie M, yeah. honey, she puts it in and puts it on. Yeah. <laughs> she is, man, the fashion alone. Yes. 
Perfect. I yes. just look at her Instagram page like, what is she gonna come up with today? And I'm like, wait a you minute, know, this is Nana. She puts she she puts a whole new word to what Nana looks like. And I love it. I love it. As long as you can yeah. get out there and be vivacious and meet people and enjoy life, that's how you're making the daily choice of being happy. And the next Nana, again with Instagram, is um Nana Mama T, Miss Nana Lawson. Now listen, she is just born to just, she's, she birthed Beyonce. I mean, there's just nothing that she cannot do, right? right I mean, right. Tina Lawson looks great. Good. Yes, she does. I mean, some of the stuff she wears, I'm like, I, I feel like I'm just 40. And I feel like, God, that's too much for me. But Mama Tina is wearing it and it looks amazing. And, and it's all about that kind. You know, I always tell people all the time, the sexiest thing that you can ever have is your confidence. When your confidence shows up in the room, when you love yourself and you love yourself immensely, there is nothing on this side of earth that could tell you that you are not the baddest person in the world. So I, you know, I, I always try to tell people, we get so caught up on this idea of what self-esteem looks like. Yeah, yeah. And self, I, you know, I'm telling people, don't, fo don't focus on self-esteem. It's not stable, it's how we feel about ourselves. Mm -hmm. What do we know about feelings? They change. I went through five different feelings on my way here <laughs> because we were stopped by traffic. I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna be late. You know, we go through feelings. Our emotions change regularly, constantly, constantly and it's not stable. So what I tell people that they need to focus on is their self-concept. And so people are like, well, what is that? That's like, I've never heard of that. But it's the belief that you have about yourself, who you believe yourself to be, who you see yourself as, the perception that you have of you, that's more stable because who you believe that you are, mm -hmm. it doesn't change. If you believe that you are a good person, that's not gonna change. If you believe that you can still date at 70, that's not gonna change, Woo. you know? So I tell people, get in touch with your self-concept Stop relying on your self-esteem because it's not stable, but that self-concept, mm -hmm. who you believe that you are, who that you think you are, that's more stable, and that's gonna open more doors for you than okay. anything. What if I told you that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head? What if, with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind? and live every day as your true, authentic self. It is possible, and you can do it. The ebook, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage, How to Become Whole, Healed, Healthy, and Happy, shares how to resolve emotional baggage. And feel free to live true to your own personality, spirit, and character. Transform negative thinking into positive thinking and become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain. Get your free copy at thatanitalive.com slash ebook. And we're back with Dr. Roz, the love doctor here in the DC area, talking about relationships and how to date after divorce. Mm -hmm. What's a key that a woman can look for to say, hey, okay, now I feel this way or this is going on in my life, so I'm healthy enough to get back out there again? When she sees something that she likes and she mm. gets excited about it. Mm. 
excitement is real and 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 welcome it you know like be excited you can be excited about meeting someone new that is what keeps okay. a relationship fresh mm -hmm. that is what keeps you alive okay. that is what keeps you happy so excitement is real so when you get excited about meeting someone new now be cautious you know look at the signs look at red flags if they're there okay. you know but there's nothing wrong with dating and i always tell people that Dating doesn't necessarily mean sex. You know, that's not dating. Mm -hmm. Dating mm -hmm. is a getting to know you process. And so it's okay to get to know someone. And you may not be on the, you know, you may not be out of that healing process, but sometimes for some people, they need someone else to facilitate that heating. To help them move forward. Yeah, they pull, need pull someone. Pull out of their slump. Absolutely. Okay. So they may just need to see themselves in someone else's eyes, if that makes sense. Yes. And so they may just need that one person that they go out on a date with. They may have one date. And he says, you know, you're the most intriguing woman I know. And that may be the thing to light her fire, mm. to get her back out in the dating world to see herself differently. Because again, it all comes down to that self-concept. And so if you do the work, okay. if you do the work of figuring out who you are, mm -hmm. then you'll know, you will know when you're ready. And here's the thing that I run into with most divorcees, most people who've experienced trauma, they don't trust themselves anymore. Mm -hmm. They don't trust themselves to um, date a worthy person or their decisions. Okay. But I always say this, if you're struggling with the decision, and this works, do the pros and cons. And if the pros outweigh the cons, mm -hmm. then let that make you, let that help you with your decision making. But never get into a space where you're so afraid that you become indecisive. Because being indecisive keeps you stuck. Yeah, a confused mind does nothing. Absolutely, yeah. and so when you're in a space where you can't make a decision of whether this person is got, I mean, they could be throwing rose petals, like in coming to America at your feet every <laughs> single day, and you can't make a decision like, is this person for me? Then that means that you, you, you still need some healing and you haven't forgiven yourself and you haven't gotten in touch with yourself. You need to know who you are. Now, has the dating scene changed for the divorcee? Yes, because typically when most people get divorced, all this online dating wasn't happening. Oh, you know, and yes. so d dating moves really quickly yes. now. Okay. It's a quick process. So it's either swipe right, swipe left, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not dating, so I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm married, but I, if I had to uh -huh. go through that, uh -huh. the rejection of somebody just swiping past me, it's, it can be a bit intimidating. So I tell people this, if you weren't doing online dating before and you're not strong enough or healthy enough to manage online dating, then uh -huh. don't try it. Don't do the whole don't do Tinder, because it will mess you up because okay. people are swiping past you. So from my understanding, you can see when people are not interested. Really? I think so. I'm not sure on that. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> okay. But I think so okay. from what I hear from people. Uh -huh. And so I'm just like, you know, don't do something that's gonna further make you feel rejected. But go to a nice class Take a nice class, meet oh. someone that has your same interests. Um, generally, when people are older in age of retirement, they get involved in the community. So go to your community center, go play bingo, go play okay. bid whiz, like figure out where these people are because it exists, they're out there. So find out where they are and go and make friends. Because they have the paint and wine parties yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Vision board parties now. It's a wonderful yeah. way to get to know people. And don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to get to know someone. 
be cautious. And now with, with the internet, you can look anybody up for $2.99 if you had a <laughs> If you have their telephone number, yes, you, you can. can look them up and figure out their background. So I would encourage people to do that, you know, because you do want to date safely. Um, so, so do that. But don't limit yourself so much to where you feel like, oh, I didn't make it work in one. I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. No, no. You, and even if a marriage is in divorce, it's not a failure. Okay. Especially if you produce beautiful children out of that. Your kids are not a failure. They're not a mistake. They're none of that. It's just that the relationship was at the end of its ropes. Yes. And you two made a decision that you didn't want to keep traveling along that ropes. And that's okay. That's okay. It's not a failure, though. And I think sometimes when we have breakups or we go through divorces, we look at ourselves like, oh, my God, I'm horrible. Oh, my God, I can't make anything happen. Yeah. That's not... Not true. We tend to be our toughest critics. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you're showing up in the world like that, mm -hmm. then people are gonna see you that way. I, when I tell, when I see single women, I tell them all the time, smile, please. Because no man wants to be with someone who looks like he's gonna be arguing with them every single day. You know, so when you're out and about, your um, nonverbal cues are important. They're 93% of how we communicate in the world. Yes. 7% is left to what you verbally say. And so if I have made, how many, how many times have you seen someone and you make a quick judgment like, ooh, child, <laughs> we do, it's human nature, we daily. do it daily. <laughs> so if you are showing up, if you're out in public, if you're at wherever you are, okay. know that people are making assessments in 1.2 seconds about who you are. Yes. So you wanna make sure that when you show up in the world, you're telling the truth about who you are. If you are a fun-loving person, people need to see that. People should see that because people are attracted to now, that. Do people contact you for, say, preparatory counseling? To, yeah. People that want to be in relationships yeah. to say, hey, I've dated, but I'm trying to figure out what's going on because I'm not meeting the type of person that I would like to spend the rest of my life with. Absolutely. I do a relationship boot camp and I also do teleclasses. And so one of my most... Um, one of my a most relationship favorite. Yeah, Hold relationship on. Push pin right there. <laughs> uh, I do. Break it's, that down. What is a relationship? Because so, I would think that it involves that. That's another form of couples couples counseling. Oh no, no, okay, no. Okay. What so is, in in my I have a couples relationship boot camp too. Mm -hmm. But in my a relationship boot camp that I do, it's it's focusing on self. Okay. So we're learning about your relationship personality. We're learning about how you attach to other people. Mm. We're learning about who you are, figuring out who you are. Okay. And we are also, um, I'm doing assessments of how you, how you show up in the world, how you see yourself. So we do a pre-test and a post-test at the end, and it's a four-week intensive. No. Nope. Uh, it is, but it's, it's virtual, so you're yeah. at home, you know. <laughs> and we do, I do um, a class, mm -hmm. a class a week mm -hmm. with the group. And then you have a one-on-one -on -one with me and we really talk about your fears and how to move past your fears because really why people aren't in relationships or their relationships aren't working is because okay. they're scared. Okay. They're scared that it's just gonna fall apart. And so when you're so tense and so scared, you have to figure out where the core of that is coming from. And generally that relates back to our first relationships that we have with our parents. They're our first teachers. So whatever they taught us, yes. how to love, how to communicate, how to negotiate in life. That's what we, it's our default behavior. 
That's what we take into our adult relationships. And so we really get to the core of trying to figure out what makes you attractive and what's keeping love away from you. So mm. it's, it's intensive, okay. but <clears throat> when, when people leave, leave this course, they have a very different idea of now how to navigate the world with love. Mm. So I'm okay. teaching tools okay. that, say for instance, if you did have neglectful parents and you couldn't trust them, okay. then I'm putting you in situations where you have no, no choice but to trust. And so that comes very hard for people who were neglected. Yes. You know, it's very hard for them to trust people. And so sometimes you just have to put the, what's the evidence that I'm gonna leave you? What's the evidence that I'm gonna abandon you? And if there's been no evidence, if someone has been around mm -hmm. for six weeks, you're making them pay for something somebody else did. Mm, making them pay for something yeah. somebody else did. Yeah. Tweet that. <laughs> and, and you know what, we do that all the time in our relationships. Yeah. If we don't heal, from one relationship to the next, we take the same barriers into the next relationship. So you're dating the same person just with a different name. Mm, 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 yeah. mm. <laughs> in in your relationship boot camps, mm -hmm. or shall I say after the relationship boot camps, do people come back to you and talk about how successful their changes have been? Oh yeah. Oh, I do maintenance. Oh. <laughs> all the time but or, or when they're having their first date they freak out and they're like I, I don't think I'm gonna do this right so recently I just recently did like a singles mixer okay. so I try to do um, events where people are not terrified you just come you play games you have fun and if you make a connection okay you so know, you, you make so, a connection so at your singles events you don't actually do any matchmaking no because mm -mm, mm -mm. Okay. that I I use that as an opportunity to make an assessment of how you interact oh, with it's a others. Test. Yes. So it's just an assessment and I just get feedback Ooh, on Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a fun test. It's a fun test. I you're having fun. I want to see results. <laughs> you're okay. having fun right. and don't even realize okay. you're having fun. And so it's just an opportunity for, you know, um, the people that, that come to really see how they connect or how other people see them. And so if no one is approaching you, then that tells you your body language is telling them you're not approachable. Sitting there with the onion face. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bother me. Exactly. <laughs> and so if you're sitting that way, obviously nobody, because listen, nobody wants to argue. Right. Nobody wants to be with somebody that they look like they have to battle mm -hmm. with every single day. Mm -hmm. So they're not coming your way. But if you're smiling, having a good time, can let loose, people are like, that's the kind of person I might can have a life with. Yeah. They're fun. And, you know, so I like to do those events. I, I even do... Um, an empowerment makeover event for for women who have um, gone through some things, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. so we give them like empowerment speeches, but then we tap into um, what is, is really bothering them through, through spa services. Mm. So we may have a clinician talk about, um, talk about stress management, okay. and then we have, you know, someone that's gonna do the back massages, and then we have someone that's going to put lashes on you or someone giving you a mani petty, but they're talking to you mm -hmm. and engaging you about what you just heard. And they're also using their expertise to help you figure out where the stress is in your body. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's just a different way of, because it, it, unfortunately in the African-American community, therapy is like the and worst. It's a stigma. It's a stigma. How dare you? Yeah, exactly. Right. So um, part of 
what I try to do is to, to present it in a very different way through things that we do. So we always get our hair done, nails done, lashes done, all that good stuff. That's very creative. Yeah, yeah and I try, you know, and the thing is, I try to be really creative because at the end of the day, I want to, I want to see you healed. And so in that process, at the very last one we did, we actually had an all-male panel talk about relationships. So we had two single guys and two married guys, and they really just gave their perspective on what a wife looks like to them. Mm -hmm. And so it encouraged a, a conversation of, do I do that? At, could I be a wife? I kind of do that. You know, so getting people to see themselves very differently in how they show up in the world. So I, I, I just, any angle I can come up with to try to get people to see, yes, you can be loved. Yeah. I say, and, and, and as you said, I say this all the time, everybody deserves a healthy relationship and everybody can have one. You just have to have the right tools to get there. And once you have the tools, once you understand who you fundamentally mm -hmm, are, mm -hmm. it's much easier. But the work comes in when individuals do not want to, to, to figure out who they are, where they're okay with the status quo, but they're expecting changes in other areas. Comfort in their dysfunction. Absolutely. And so getting them into a space of saying, you got to do a little change and I can't make that happen for you. You know, you, you have to want to do that yourself. And I tell them 90% is awareness, 10% is change. So once you become aware of things that you need to, mm -hmm. to do differently, mm -hmm. then the change is easy. The 10% is easy. You can manage that. You can manage that. You've lived on this earth for probably over 25 years. You've combated some things. You can manage change. And so just making change less scary mm -hmm. and making um, individuals see that they can be loved. Because there's so many people who think that they aren't lovable or worthy of love. And when they go through a divorce, those are feelings that are going to come. Yes. You know, yes. especially if it's a tumultuous divorce or there's a lot of infidelity. And I often tell people that the infidelity really isn't about the marriage. It's just a symptom of other stuff. Other problems. And people, they're like, no, that doesn't make sense because he cheated and now I want out. <laughs> and I was like, but what else was going on? Yeah. What else was going on in the marriage? Were you working too hard and not realizing that he was home waiting on you? Or was or it always happening and you denied it because you yeah. desired to be married so bad? Absolutely. Did you see the signs and move past it? So you gotta have that real moment, which is not easy. It's not easy to do, but I promise you, when, when you go through an introspective moment mm -hmm. and you look at yourself for who you really are, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you come out victorious on the other side. It's hurtful. It's uh, your pride gets in the way, your ego is stroked, and your ego is doomed, all in the same process. Work. But once you get through it, you see you differently, and then you know that you can overcome something. And so doing the work mm -hmm. is, is, is just, it's key. It's key to still dating at 60 and 70. Ooh. It's key to having that Nana swag. <laughs> it's key to those things. And you just have to see yourself as being that individual that deserves it. Mm. Relationships. <laughs> Healthy relationships are all around us. Fun-loving relationships are all around us. Love is not elusive. But with 
but with the same tenacity that you desire it, you must be dedicated to the fight to keep it. Relationships become easier when you become emotionally whole. Make the commitment to start your journey to emotional healing today. To reach out to Dr. Roz, visit IamDrRoz.com. I'm Anita, your host. Be sure to check out ThatAnitaLive.com for where and when to see our next episode. Thank <laughs> you.